Hello, I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Sam Carr. And this is 90 Under 90. 90 movies. Under 90 minutes. 125,000. Or We did it. Uh, do you like my background? Um, of all of the memeable things from that movie, I'm glad you got the one with beans in it from Ethan Stevens. <laughs> Check it out, though. He looks like Mike Myers is about to hit me with the bat. He's, like, oh, behind me. You should just shift to the left for the whole call. I know. I should. This is reminiscent um, now of the Hot Shots episode where it looked like Charlie <laughs> Sheen was behind you the whole time. <laughs> I, I remember that. I was like, thank you for taking so long on a visual gag that nobody can see. <laughs> it's my bread and butter here. It's what I do. Uh, Sam, thank you so much for being on. This is a very special episode of 90 Under 90 because Jeremy cannot join us for this episode. Uh, some shit's going down. He got a call from, from up above. He's, he had to go tend to some business, some real, yeah. you know... Some red Some, phone shiz, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a term people use. Yeah, some red phone shiz. I think that's yeah, uh. Yeah. The guy has a red phone and he picks it up and it rings one guy. It's it's Jeremy. He's always. I think that's gonna end. be Biden's autobiography. Red <laughs> phone shiz. <laughs> mm. uh, international, yeah. I had to take a drink of water for a victory for that one because that. that was yeah. just so good. That was like you the know? Mitch Hedberg smoking the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> to let the joke land. There's like, ah, wait for it. Uh, let it simmer. No, I'm so, happy to be here, dude. Thanks for having me. I'm sorry that I missed you here, but um, I just really wanted to see what what method thing he was doing with his hair for the next movie. So that's, <laughs> it's always something fun. <laughs> uh, that's true. He's got a sweet pony in this new movie that comes I out uh, in the next period of time. So, Come um, on, give me a countdown. Oh, Let's man. Go. Everybody wants first, that clock. I'm editing it, and it's taken a long time. That's that's what's you. going on. Because it's like five short films and then a big finale cooking competition. So everything oh, yeah. has its own flavor, dare I say. But oh, uh, I did. But what is your experience with Cat in the Hat, Sam? <laughs> the The story in general? or the cat itself the cat uh (laughs) so the cat being a child i was born in the 80s grew up in the 90s you know mid to late 80s so we had lots of dr seuss about so i was very familiar with the story i mean my name is sam so i get sam i am every day from the day i was born which is of course green eggs and ham i think um, so, you know, beloved story. Everybody knows the characters on the back of all the books that you get from the library, right? The Cat in the Hat. And then it's like, oh, they're doing a live action movie. And it's like, oh, sweet. And then with who? It's Shrek. Shrek is being the cat in the hat. That's Come on. Crazy. What? I mean, what more can you ask for? Uh, and, I remember and seeing. And then book- you watch it and it, it just happens at you. It's, it's so, it's so, well, I mean, we're going to talk. It's great. And it's, it's, it's it really does. And man, it like it, it it attacks you. This movie, it's uh, yeah. there's a reason. Uh, did you read any of the trivia? Oh yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you but lay the- it on me. Yeah, I'll tell you what I heard too. So yeah, the the widow, the widow Geisel, uh, Theodore Geisel, aka Dr. Seuss, saw this movie and said, "Uh uh-uh, uh, no more live action <laughs> adaptations of my dead husband's <laughs> right. properties. Like uh, no live action, like." Of anything, not just because they were, they had a sequel to Cat in the Hat in the works, right? Or they're like they were planning one, and she was like, "Not only that, but nothing ever again." Cut that shit right down. <laughs> uh, it's a troubled production, and a big reason is because of Mike Myers. That's uh, what I hear. Yeah, I had no idea. 
there's a lot of articles that are now coming to light. Have you seen that? Like, do you read like the the trades and everything? Like, there's been like he's got a bad rap in like the last couple years. Right. That's uh, I've seen some of that recently, but it wasn't something I was aware of at the time. Um, and then my my other thought after that is. Where does it come from, right? I mean, you only do stupid movies. It's not like you're Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks even. You're like how why do you think you have this star status? I guess because <laughs> what was it? After he was originally going to be paid 10 million dollars for a universal movie or something, right? But then after Spy Who Shagged Me, they bumped it up to 20. Like 20 million dollars to That's- do this? And you're a dick? Like, what are we doing? Like, where did you earn this from? At least Jim Carrey would be entertaining for the crew and in the eye. This guy apparently built, uh, like, mesh tents, and he would hide behind them. And did you read this bit where he had one guy specifically hired solely to feed him chocolates? (laughs) That's incredible. He's got a chocolate guy. Snoop's got a, a joint roller, and Mike Myers has a chocolate, a chocolatier, I guess, who yeah. who feeds him. So that's you know. Are they like even fancy chocolates, or is it just he's got some like some Halloween minis that he's handed him? And was it because he was in costume, or was it out of costume as well? Like, because with the white gloves, you don't want to get chocolate, but is he just like he shows right. up and the chocolate guy's there? This was supposed to be a Sprockets movie, like same director. And everything. I do wonder if he was Dieter, would he still be fed chocolates? Like, or would he, I guess he'd be in character. He could do that diva shit, you know, in a Sprockets yeah. movie. But we do need to talk about the failed Sprockets project that led to this. Uh, okay, so Mike Myers, like you said, he, he signs this twenty million dollar deal. I think it's yeah. uh, Universal and uh, right. DreamWorks, and. Yeah. Um, he uh he he promises them two movies right one of them is supposed to be sprockets and right. uh apparently during pre-production he wasn't happy with the script he needed two more months of writing right. and he already wrote 14 drafts of it over two years so universal <laughs> wants sprockets and this is weird because they want it to be it's, it's 2001 summer tentpole but the, that sketch is from like 93 maybe yeah like it's weird it's really that's, old and also you mm-hmm. wrote 14 drafts of an improvised character. <laughs> like, what, <laughs> what are we doing? Can't you just turn the cameras on and be an idiot for an hour and a half and give that to Universal? Seems like uh, apparently be. with Myers you can't because um, uh, not to sidetrack too much, but for even with Wayne's World, I think he was forced to churn out Wayne's World too. Like, and he was like, apparently they brought him to tears, like the producers, like strong arming <laughs> him with his deadlines and like the constraints. Wow. And- I think he's too sensitive, honestly, for Hollywood, you know? Um, well, yeah, the end of this story kind of speaks to that a little bit as well, of the one that you're talking about right now, about how he ended up having to make this movie kind of speaks to that, so yeah. Yeah, so he delayed, <laughs> and they're like, we need this to be our summer tentpole, and right. uh, apparently he's like, I need two more months, and this this basically puts the project in turnaround, okay? Oh, yeah. And they, they end up wanting to sue Mike Myers for $30 million, calling him... <laughs> egomaniacal and he wanted to counter sue for 20 million for quote fraud intentional infliction of emotional distress and defamation so it's all like legal and he calls the studios thug-like outrageous reckless content and uh, ultimately they got an out-of-court settlement between myers universal and imagine and myers agreed to do the film for universal and imagine in place of sprockets which is this movie that we're talking about today. <laughs> so he does he want to be there? No, he does not Probably not, yeah. Well, I think also they had given him like, was it like $1.8 in pre-production costs? And he had to return it. So like he's in right. the hole from the jump on whatever the Universal project is. So. When does a start, like I guess, I don't know how often this happens, but how often do they have to return such a large salary to a studio? I guess because That's it was what... his baby. I mean, probably because it was Sprockets. Like it was his script and his everything, not just because he was the lead actor, I would assume. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know how production companies work like that. You run one. You tell me how it works. <laughs> Yeah, I got an LLC. If you give Phil Platakis three hundred dollars, and oh, he doesn't God. write the check. <laughs> I would love three hundred dollars from Econ Film. I think most all of our cast would, frankly, and I would love to sure. give that to them. Uh, it's thirty dollars. Thirty dollars. 
Man, that sucks. A, a dirty <laughs> rack of Keystone lights. Let's just call yeah. it that. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Yeah. down real smooth ice cold but this is uh bo, Wel- bo welch's first and only feature film which first is and uh, only i saw that too because i was like what else has this guy done he is a production designer and art okay. director and he uh started as a, a burton slash uh sonnenfeld guy so he's worked on men in black designing like the men in black offices sure. And uh batman like Re- adam's Re- family also was he part of that too that was sonnenfeld wasn't it I'm betting uh, it was Sonnenfeld. I'm betting Bo Welch had the uh, production design. I think he did actually. So he yeah, because like, this the town. I mean, even as evidenced in the background with this odd shade of lavender on the house and the fence, like the town top down looks like Diet Burton. Like it's like Edward Scissorhands basically, with just like hints of Dr. Seuss thrown in, some oversized here, some odd shaped here and there. But it's definitely very Burton esque. So that makes sense. Scissorhands Burton. Now you're speaking my language because I love. Uh, <laughs> Like hit, like get some sunlight in your movies. I actually like it. The the oh yeah, the, uh, it's the, creepily the, the, bright. Yeah, it kind of reminds yeah. me of like um, what's that? Is it Brian Fuller did um, with Lee Pace? What's that show called where he touches the dead people? I was just talking about Pushing this today. Daisies. Pushing Daisies. Yes. So it's kind of macabre, but like overly joyous about it. You know, which, <laughs> like someone dies every episode. But yeah, which was a Sonnenfeld uh, pilot. So there you go. Sonnenfeld is very much like a light Burton, very much, yeah, yeah. you know, the uh, totally. So he's one of those guys. He has macabre designs, kind of like German expressionist, uh, kind of okay. bent buildings, uh, like warped, like looks like the windows are melting in the background, sure. kind of it heightened, very heightened and gothic. And um, yeah, yeah. that's. But also with this, juxtaposed with the bright colors and stuff, what's interesting, though, is that even though he directed it, he is not the production designer of this movie. Uh, he's oh. just the director. Um, goes to, I'm trying to look him up, somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll look it up right now. But it, it it's weird that he is a production designer, got the gig for being a production designer. He was actually supposed to direct Sprockets and then... Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah, right. I Mike saw that. Myers, like liked him. He's like, you know, you you do pretty good. How set- did Mike Myers know him though? That's what I want to know. Did uh, Mike have interaction with him on? Because Mike wasn't in anything Burton, or did he have something to do with Austin Powers and maybe those like swinging '60s sets or something? I don't know. I'm just trying to think, but I could look this up too, Daniel. I don't actually <laughs> keep asking you. <laughs> <laughs> Cult meetings. Uh, we'll just say. Uh, oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> at their, Alec, their monthly virgin sacrifice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I like it. Uh, production designed by Alex McDowell in this oh. uh, uh, in this movie. Malcolm's boy. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say it's funny you say that because uh, he plays Alex in Clockwork Orange. I was like, is <laughs> yeah, uh, that's funny. <laughs> a pseudonym or something? But uh, uh, oh, Little Princess. Now I'm just looking at Bo Welch's. The Birdcage, his production designer credits. He's on Schmigadoon now, Series of Unfortunate Events, Thor, Land of the Lost, Space Chimps, let's go, Stanley Tucci, come on. Shit. Anyways. Is that in heavy <laughs> rotation in the, in the household, Space Chimps? No, do you know the, uh, the? I think they're Punjabi, they're a rap group called Das Racist, do you know them? No, I don't. Mm-mm. They're kind of like joke rap, like stoner rap just they like youtube rap basically is what they are but they have albums and with like real people like lps on one of their tracks the guy from uh run the jewels or whatever but um how did we get started on this because i said something from an l uh, from a death racist lyric mm. oh wasted in space chimps like my man stanley tucci does they make a reference to it and that's the only reason i know anything about space <laughs> chimps so anytime i see it i make a stanley tucci i don't actually even know if he's in the movie so there's that I would love it if he was, because then. <laughs> and this is the volcano, like, Ghostbusters two, Beetlejuice. I'm there reading you go. all of his credits here. Yeah, this makes so you much would, sense. You would hope he does production design for Beetlejuice two, which they're currently like recreating the sets in Vermont. Right. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. You know who he's married to? Who's who's back for Beetlejuice two? Is Catherine O'Hara. Bo Welch is married to Catherine O'Hara. Yep. What? Yep. Yeah, they got two sons, I think, together. This is a real thing? Yeah, yeah. Why did I think I knew who her husband was and it wasn't that guy? I thought it was Eugene Levy. (laughs) 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 From everything over the past. Wow, she is married. And their son is uh, Dan Levy, of course, and uh, the the blonde from the the creek. Yeah. 
I don't so, know her name. Yes, I don't, I, I've watched one episode of that show. It hasn't struck me yet. Someone needs to convince me why it's funny. But it's funny because you watch one episode and it's like that's kind of it's they do the same episode like ten mm-hmm. times. That's the shade I'm throwing at Shit's Creek. It's like it's like come on guys, like that's the just, Big Bang Theory formula. It's just yeah, it's, it never goes anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the cast. We've got okay. of course Mike Myers as the titular cat in the hat. We've got Alec Baldwin. Uh, I don't know why he would uh, anyone would groan at the the sound of his name in recent no. years at all. Uh, R.I.P. His career. <laughs> uh, the infamous Alec Baldwin, uh, and of course uh, Kelly Preston, rest in peace. Uh, John Travolta, R.I.P. Misses, yeah. Uh, Dakota Fanning. And then Spencer Breslin plays Conrad. And I say it like that because apparently there's like the Stinkers like bad movie awards. Have you read this? Yes. They named like the worst child yeah. actor award. Uh, that must hurt like like Jake Lloyd proportion hurt. Yeah. <laughs> like lead to drug addiction and like oh, hurt. That sucks. It's working. Oh, no, that's my Jake Lloyd impression. What what is Spencer Wrestling doing these days? Has he been in anything? Uh, is he related to Abigail? He is. He is related He's to Abigail. He's her older brother? Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I would have thought right. he was younger. He was born in 1992. I think yeah. Abigail, to say, was born after that because of uh, like Little Miss Sunshine. She's probably, like, what, 10 years old in that movie? Yeah, yeah that's probably... Uh, 2007 is when that came out. 27, and he's 31, so they're four years apart. He's still working. Looks like he's uh, doing some indie work, doing a short. Okay. Uh, okay. A movie called Murder Anyone coming oh, out yeah. last year. Murder Anyone. Uh, you have to put your hands <laughs> the up. The new Ryan Johnson one, right? That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Murder Anyone. It's just this, <laughs> another Knives Out mystery. Murder Anyone. Uh... <laughs> Murder and a wall. It just sounds like. Uh... <laughs> do, you, do you hear my glass onion joke? Okay, so he says, and this was before it came out, so it's not as funny, but it, like he says, knives out in knives out. He goes like, knives out, beaks, beaks, bloody. I thought it'd be great, just like randomly in glass onion. He goes, y'all are the sorriest bunch of glass onions I've ever seen in my life. And really, what does that mean? He's just <laughs> don't worry about it. I'll say. I- <laughs> You have uh, a really good uh, Benoit block, though. Foghorn Leghorn, you know? Pretty much, yeah. But it's a little Creole and a little gay and a little British at the same time. It's interesting. You really you got, nailed it. Speaking of a little gay, you got Sean Hayes. And Sean Hayes! Hey. Double role. Well, yep, he's the fish, and he's Mr. Humber Flube, who owns a realty company, or like, a, yeah, they're, you know, realty agents. Um yeah. He, what do you think of Sean Hayes? Um, my only exposure to him for the longest time was just Will and Grace and stuff like that. I knew he was like a big theater guy. Um, listening to him on Smartless like weekly now, pretty much with those other guys, it's kind of a new dimension for him. It's funny because you wouldn't think of those guys. I didn't mean anyway until they did the podcast. I wouldn't think of those guys as being friends with each other because they seem like very different personalities. And then it's like, oh, he just is a regular normal dude who. Hangs out with his buddies and makes weird movies, but yeah, that's right. He's a little over the top in this. It feels very theatery, but that oh, kind yeah. of is what I expect from him. So yeah, the way he says "fired" in this movie just alone <laughs> is uh, chewing some some of that curvy scenery, you know. Oh boy, uh, you got Homer Simpson. Usually this this yeah. kind of book is reserved for Frank Welker, but you got Homer Simpson, sure. Dan Castellaneta as Thing One and Thing Two in this. Yeah. No, Frank Welker. Who's the other guy that does it? Uh, the guy from Balto. Remember the Balto? Incident? Oh, Balto. Yeah, of course, the Balto incident. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Noah Segan. <laughs> Speaking of Ryan. Noah Segan? <laughs> uh, Noah Segan? Uh, Jim Cummings uh, is the other guy. Yes, not Frank yes. Yeah. I was just about to say, I swear, I was going to guess uh, Jim Ejaculations. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there you go. Alan, Alan ejaculations, Dad. There you go. Yeah, I just we're just watched, making false relations to everyone today. Eyes wide shut. I just watched that with Alan and Jack. <laughs> He's the. Oh, no. You like eyes wide shut, Sam? 
Oh, I don't know that I've ever actually finished it. Um, oh. I've seen a couple scenes of it, you know, on, when the internet was new. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever actually seen the whole movie. <laughs> That's great. And then, before we get into the plot, we need to talk about the writers of this movie, which is crazy. What is happening? I, re- I just read this, like, a few minutes ago, and I was like, what? What are we doing Literally, Sam, just last episode, I praised David Mandel. I mean, why wouldn't you? The guy made Veep. He wrote, yeah. like, in my opinion, and I know this might be sacrilege, but the last two seasons of Seinfeld, to me, are my favorites. It's sure. weird. It's after David, I know. But David yeah. Mandel's the reason those seasons are – one of the huge reasons those those are so great. Uh, yeah. The Clerks cartoon, that was oh, actually yeah. a huge inspiration on me. Uh, and then you got Alec Berg and you got Jeff Schaefer, two Seinfeld vets. Like Alec yeah. Berg, like forty episodes. Alec same for like, <laughs> Alec Berg. Same for Jeff every time Schaefer. I saw his name in the Silicon Valley kept credits, I would say Alec Berg because <laughs> he wrote on that a lot too. Mm-hmm. And uh, Barry, right? Also was uh, Bill Hader and Alec Berg. Yeah. I was really surprised to find out uh, Berg. I think also created Dave. The, on FX, Lil Dicky's show. I uh, love that show. That's so I, great. Good, is it? Oh, do you I, like Lil Dicky? I I've listened to a couple tracks. I'm like, I get it. You're kind of like like the Lonely Island, like an insecure kind of. Yeah, island. he's actually just a really good rapper though. But yeah, he's he my. Let me go off on one tangent sure, real quick, sure. and it'll be real yeah. fast. He wanted to be a comedian because he was always a funny guy, and then he started rapping to make the rap comedy videos and then realized he's a really good rapper. So it's half him talking about that journey of being a real rapper and half him just being stupid and making dumb jokes about farts and butts and stuff. But the last season has – I think it's not a spoiler to say Rachel McAdams in it as Rachel McAdams, but there's some other stuff that goes on that is just wild. But he has a song on YouTube. It's not on any of his albums, Lil Dicky does, called Russell Westbrook on a Farm, and it kind of explains the journey of Dave. It encapsulates what he says in the show to like a couple of minutes there. So anyway, I'll check it (laughs) out. I like it a lot. And it's got – I mean uh, Andrew – what's his name? Santino in it. And uh, the redheaded comedian, he's friends with Bobby Lee or whatever. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. Yeah. I don't, uh, you keep up more than me, I'd say. This is, I feel like I'm showing my age more and more with each episode of this show. You've been busy so, making films, man. It's, yeah. I'm just out here listening to podcasts, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, here's some connective tissue between, and I know we're going to get into the plot in a minute, but between yes. uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas and this movie... Uh, I guess, first of all, you got Clint Howard, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's expected that he would be in Grinch because he's brothers sure. with Ron, of course. But then he shows up as Kate, the caterer in this. <laughs> and it's like an interesting kind of like wink, like I'm in this right. universe, like interesting. Yeah. Uh, and also Paris Hilton is in this as just right. a, an unspoken club goer at this rave. There's like a Whovian type of rave going on, yeah, but they're not. Exactly. Yeah. And then she's, yeah. But she's just there to remind you that it's 2003. Like the Smash Mouth song. In the credits. <laughs> yeah, just, just they're in case. Just, they're just anchors to time because this movie kind of exists out of time. So they just have to p- position themselves somewhere. That's all it is. That's they're, for us, Dan. That's my, uh, it's my totem. I put in a Smash Mouth CD, and I know I'm in the, the 2000, <laughs> like 2000. If oh, All-Star ever stops playing, then you know you're yeah, okay. <laughs> that's right. By the way, Frank Welker is in this. He, he voices the dog, Nevins. Of course Perfect. he does. Of course he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he he does a lot, a lot of dog work, that guy. Yeah, Seriously. yeah. Like, really kind of all the animals. Wasn't he Abu, too, in uh, Aladdin? Was he? Oh, man, that's not yeah. You could have voiced Abu. <laughs> that it's basically a crappy Donald Duck. You just you do half Donald Duck. <laughs> <That's a bit. laughs> oh man. Um, I'm not even gonna try my Donald Duck. Sometimes I can get it, and most of the yeah. time I can't. And then sometimes I can do the uh, Huey, Dewey, or Louie. Sometimes okay. those those voices. I will not try it right now, though. The uh, classics, though, not the Ben Schwartz, uh, Bobby Moynihan, <laughs> David Pudi. You just have to, I don't know, imitate John Ralphio <laughs> as best you can, you know? Or, uh, or Oswald. 
I'm on DuckTales. <laughs> cool. I love cool, that. Cool. Larry, yeah. I uh, Every night we watch Community. Like Seinfeld, speaking of Seinfeld, Community, mm-hmm. Simpsons. Yeah. Um, so Cat in the Hat. It's so yes. it's mind blowing that these three Seinfeld writers have writing credits on this. But also, I didn't know this, but if you dig a little deeper, they did extensive rewrites on Grinch, including the X story on his like his love story for Christine Baranski's uh, character. Oh, okay, nice. And his like a little shaving scene where he like cuts himself all over. A little cute little Grinch. So that like. They must have had, they're like, okay, you're our guys. You're our Dr. Seuss guys now, plus we love Seinfeld. They make this, and like I said, the widow Seuss goes, no, 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 no. Live action. This puts this in Love Guru back to back, the one, two, baboon punch. Sure. Myers in jail, like, for a long time. (laughs) He gets, yeah. Yeah, as a main character, right. Because before that, he was Wayne and Austin Powers, and like he was like a leading man. He was the lead guy in Love Guru and in this. And then I looked at it because I was like, were they really that close? And Love Guru was a few years later, but there are no more leading roles after that. Like He was in Inglorious Bastards the year after Love Guru, but it was like a five-second part. And then like the only other noticeable thing that's not TV or Shrek that he was in after that was like... Um, Bohemian Rhapsody, like 10 years later. Like, it just, that's right. it's bananas. So, yeah. That's right. And that's just, like, a little nod because I because of the Wayne Campbell, like, head bombing in the, the Murphy. He looks at the camera, yeah. He, de- he definitely goes full fourth wall there when he's like, kids aren't going to drive around headbanging. And he's like, yeah. Uh, but yeah. He, he gets some good faith from Inglorious Bastards. He might get a little from bohemian but yeah he's in he's in the doghouse and he kind of still is especially now with these recent claims that he's not easy to work with um so i don't know just like he's got to work on some things and maybe he will and he'll 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 come back with something huge but that thing on netflix that he did was not it with uh oh yeah the pentaverate or whatever yeah the yeah (laughs) i'm I'm glad you remember because i don't even remember (laughs) the name of that thing but why keep dragging keegan michael key into these shitty things man like he needs something good uh yeah yeah why doesn't jordan peele put him in something (laughs) that's what i was wondering like just the other day i was like man he needs to throw his his buddy a bone like i'm sure he'd be he's a good actor yeah (laughs) give it i guess give it time but uh, he also in community uh keegan uh yeah no what was he in where they Got his name wrong. Mm. Oh, it was the league. It was the league. Never oh. mind. It was the league. Okay. I've been watching both of them back and forth, and they crossed because there was the one in the school, and he was the janitor. That's why. Okay, I'm I'm caught up now. <laughs> I've not seen all of the league, but I've seen a a good amount of league. Great. It's Poor those cat. same guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, all those dudes there. Sheer. Uh. Uh. Fucking Mark. Uh. Fucking. Duplass. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Creep. Yeah. Oh. <coughs> yeah, man. Here we go. The plot. Oh, oh before we get in, because yeah. while we're talking about Mike Myers' career being dead, before we jump into the plot, did you see the newest Puss in Boots movie, The Last Wish? I did. I did. What did you think and, about and the end? Uh, you have to refresh the door for another Shrek. Oh, because it yeah. said they're going to Far, Far Away or whatever, and yes. it's one of those like. Plus, will return in Shrek 5 or whatever. In fact, I think the movie's like partial contingent success was 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 hinging on uh, Shrek 5's release, like partial. Okay. And and I think the the critics and the commercial success of Puss and Boots, Puss and Boots, <laughs> and Boots, Boots uh, definitely <laughs> says. And, and also, it's pretty obvious. There's definitely room for a Shrek Five. There has been for the last oh, sure. decade, and uh, I think it's just a matter of time. I really do before Five and possibly Six come out. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> it's the new Fast series. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, uh, I think it'd be fun. I mean, I like the Shrek movies just as much as anybody else. I think they're out of. Well, I guess not. Like traditional fairy tale fairy tale storylines, I guess they could probably find a few more. But I was wondering if they were gonna like uh, Ralph breaks the internet it and try to branch Shrek into other, because like or like bleed over into some of those other side character universes or something. I don't know. 
wrecked us Tron, you know? <laughs> right with the, the bike, the light speed bike thing. <laughs> Jeff Bridges, is, his CG face is there. <laughs> Daft Punk is doing the score. It goes. It brings everybody back. Yeah. Shrek saves the world. That's great. Uh, okay. So, single mother, Joan Walden. Okay. We, we do have to compare it to the book as we go because it's sure. interesting. The, the Seinfeld writers said we need to, one thing that the book just does is that it's just a mom, a single mom, just leaves her, her kids at home on a rainy day. We don't know why. She seems like a bad mother, no? So we had to put up the story with uh, the bad boyfriend babysitter played by the great Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And then you've got uh, the babysitter who falls asleep, um, who's uh, the – God, what's her name? We'll I was get confused her with the lady from uh, Mrs. Kwan. Yeah, Mrs. Kwan. Oh yeah, Miss Swan, not the. <laughs> he looked like a man. Uh, <laughs> say, and just like that too. Yeah, he looked like a man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I realized the other day, thinking back, that was Alex Borstein. Like, you knew mm-hmm. it was at the time, but now seeing, you know, Miss Maisel or Family Guy or whatever, you're like, oh, that's the same person. I don't know. Sometimes I have these realizations of things that I knew when I was a kid that just click when I'm an adult. In an alternate universe, uh, Michael McDonald, is that his name, who plays Stuart, is like an Oscar winner. And people are like, man, that guy was Stuart <laughs> on Mad TV. Don't. Man. I can do that- it. <laughs> instead he's doing like bit rolls in halloween kills uh yeah, yeah. he just or was it uh awesome powers he's, yeah, uh, steamrolled yeah. that was like, <laughs> one of the best gags in the movie it was good uh so joan walden she's a single mom she's she works for uh mr sean hayes mr fired fired and he's a bit of he's a hard ass. He's a he's a germaphobe. Everything's green in the office, pea green. And uh, the guy that they just hired he, he tries to shake his hand, and the guy fires him immediately because he shook his hand. Yep. So uh, he's he's a hard ass. But and and apparently they have a bi monthly meeting where the employees have a get together outside of the office uh, in an informal setting, uh, hygienic. Hopefully, says Sean Hayes, Mr. Flubbity Gorper. Humbler flube. Slumber hoob? Humber flube. It's Humber. We'll we'll figure it out. It's not important. But it's Joan Walden's fucking uh, week or month to to do it. Oh, yeah. No, you you said hygienic and informal. The other part is it's in their homes. Like employees have to host this in their homes every other month or whatever. It's insane. But he has to come over. That would suck. Would you like that? Working for a company where like, hey, we're gonna come to your house every once in a while and have a party. Oh, absolutely not. You know who would like that even less? My Ooh. wife. <laughs> my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you would do it. Jer's not here. We could do the my wife. All we want. My wife. My oh. wife. This. Yeah, let it out. You know who cares? We've been saving but, uh, these up. <laughs> yeah, really. I've been like. 50 my wives are going to come at you throughout the rest of this episode. And but, you are recently married. Like, the, you got to uh, have, like, just an like a teenage hormone level of my wives all stacked honestly, up in there. I didn't have a honeymoon just so I can go my wife on the podcast more. <laughs> you know, it just felt right. Uh, <laughs> and she I said, I, I, why didn't we go anywhere? I said, just don't. It's my wife. <laughs> um, so... She we, was fine. Uh, she yeah, she, she was fine. She cried a lot. And you said, she was, I'll put you in my next movie. And then she was fine with that. <laughs> it's going to be a huge success. It's going to make lots I'm of money. Excited. It is. Uh, it, it, it is going to be good. I, it's not going to make, it's not going to set the world on fire. But uh, um, so she. I had so much fun with the last one. I'm excited for this universe. Anyways, go ahead. We'll talk about the movie later. Go ahead. Uh, Joan Walden works with Sean Hayes. She has to get a babysitter to watch the kids because she's hosting the stupid party thing and she has to work, right? Mm-hmm. So she hires uh, Mrs. Kwan, and then Conrad and Sally are the ones, uh, the kids who need to, to be babysat. You got Conrad Spencer Breslin, 
who's uh, his thing is that he's always doing the opposite of what he's supposed to do and causing trouble. Oh, yeah. And then and you got Sally. It's his eight year old little sister. And she's like a perfectionist. She's making to do lists all the time. She's a uh, real, real Annie from community. If you want to speak in those there you terms, go. put, and, put huh? make to do list on her to do list. So that that level of <laughs> anal retentive. Uh, here's a quick trivia. Conrad's name was not Conrad in the book because he was the brother was the narrator. He didn't have a name. Right. There you go. There you go. <laughs> My wife. <laughs> we should have a DJ like you know soundboard where we can hit like My wife. My, my, my wife. Yeah. Like, or something. <laughs> Missed opportunity. And why are we talking about this now at the end of the show? We're we're ending like <laughs> five months. So it's weird. But uh, we just have to start it over with. I know. Reboot. Welcome to 90 Under My Wife. My Wife. Dude, just make a Patreon tier where you just insert My Wife drops into old episodes. Oh, yeah. Because we, we definitely, uh, we definitely uh, got to the point where we could have multiple tiers. Uh, <laughs> so, Dude, I thought, because we talked about it one time. This is just going to be all tangents. Who cares? It's senior yeah, skip day. It doesn't matter. Your show is ending. Okay? What are they going to do? Fire us? Senioritis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because uh, we had talked one time about grouping things, like if there was a way to group your episodes by like, these are all the Marvel movies, or these are all the Troy Miller movies, or whatever, right? And I thought it'd be really fun to one Troy Miller movie. I thought it'd be really fun to do like 90s under 90, but like all of the 90s movies, you know, that were under 90 minutes and just have a specific playlist for that. And then you could put like stupid 90s drops in there or whatever. Yep, you could. That's a, that's not a bad idea. That's not a bad idea. So like uh, sustaining the show with a 90s period or just or just grouping the 90s episodes of the. Yeah, when it's on when it's an archive, just do like a like a clip show of 90s yeah. under 90, right? And just like then it's an episode or whatever, you know. I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna talk to our our uh, our per, our experts behind the scenes about that, and okay. we'll, uh, we're gonna get on that. But no, that's matter. Yeah, <laughs> being a person himself who has an archived podcast, once you stop doing it, nothing is gonna make you want to do it again. You'll be like, oh, I don't have to record. Oh, great. I'm yeah. Post 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 production, but. Uh, <laughs> wonderful yeah. but uh, no um so joan has the kids she has to get mrs kwan and uh the, the fucking the next door neighbor larry quinn lawrence is dating lawrence, joan larry. he's living yeah, some double, double life here in that which we it, don't find out until later he looks very well put together and like a successful yeah. man with a nice haircut and whatever it's like it's very <laughs> Baldwin, that his character has, like, a dark secret or something, you know what I mean? Or, like, he <laughs> would be cast in such a negative light. But it does happen, like, like maybe halfway through. When he comes home, he takes off his girdle, much like I do every time I come home from work. <laughs> I just let my giant muffin top just kind of just stretch out. And then yeah. I my hair like him, like, like, like the, like, ripple. it. Yeah, and I put it up. And, just to uh, really sell it. And I watch TV while repo men come in and take it, like, mid-program. Without turning it off. They get all the way out the door and the TV's still on. It's inaccurate, though, because when I take my girdle off, I have to have a roll of paper towels there just for the under-boob sweat. So that's a little bit of a a misstep there by the writing team, I think. They could have made it a little more believable. So That was such a problem, and it kind of still is, but I just kind of own it a little more now, the... Like even with deodorant, I just I'm a sweater, and sure. my uh, is is an even bigger sweater. And we worked together for a while, and he used to have to do that. He used to put like wads of Kleenex <laughs> in his shirt, and we were trying to figure out, much like the uh, Kramer uh, Jerry Stiller Frank debate of whether it should be a bro or a man's ear. Right. We were trying to figure out if it should be a, uh, and this is really shows our immaturity and our our age, but it was between a tam pit and a man pond. <laughs> We couldn't figure out which one was better. So Team Tampit or Team Manpon for like in the chat. For the that like button. Yeah. Team Tampit. It could be like a um like a 
Oh, I don't know. Is tampon a, a product or a brand name? Is it, it like Band-Aid uh, or Kleenex? It's like, uh, God, there's a name. For, uh, eponym. That's what they... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, um, actually. Because then I'm you just, could just call them, the t- like, Tampin is the brand and Manpits is... Or Manpon or whatever. <laughs> Tampins and you like both ideas. Great. Put them both on the box. Then there's no confusion. Everybody knows what it is, so... I, you know, we could... I think we could definitely shake hands and call it a day. Like, both happy and go to bed happy after that, you know? But, uh, it comes down to it. My money's on Manpon. <laughs> I like... Yeah, I think I... Think I I don't know which one I came up with, but I think I like man pun better. Yeah. <laughs> man pun is better. It really it gets it across. Yeah. It's very, very concise. Uh, so uh, anyway, Lawrence Quinn, we're going to call him Quinn here, Alec Baldwin. He's sure, dating that's more. the lovely Kelly Preston. Um, she's so lovely in this movie, too. She really, really makes me sad that she's dead. She was such a pretty lady. She really was. Uh, I mean, she contributed more than that too, but it was just <laughs> in this movie, it's like wow. <laughs> she was. She was a pretty dame, but no, it, like you see, <laughs> and like yeah, they've already lost enough, and then he loses her. It's like it's uh, yeah, I yeah. Um, she she's there. Uh, she leaves, and Mrs. Kwan shows up to babysit the kids. All you really need to know is that it's gonna it's raining outside. The kids are bored. Mrs. Kwan is there, but she's like a narcoleptic almost. She in that she just falls asleep and stays asleep uh, for long periods of time and through all these disturbances too. Forever, but, uh, yeah. It's great. I wish oh, I could see that heavily. Being jumped on. Jumped like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm choking. How many how many times a day, Sam? We'll, we'll give him a second. I'm gonna take a sip of my water. <laughs> how many times a morning do you wake up? Uh, and not from like, not so much from external disturbances, just from yourself waking yourself up. Do you, are you like a? Do you wake up a lot like in the middle of the night? Oh yeah, for sure. And early yeah. in the morning too. For a second, I thought you were going into an ad read. Just like it was so natural, you were like, "Do you ever find yourself waking up in the morning?" No, it's just like I've been waking up at like either two thirty or three every morning, oh, and wow. then like five, and then like eight, and then I'm up for the day, like oh, around. Wow. Yeah. My body so, gets me up between five and five thirty, just because it's acclimated to doing that. But those middle of the night ones are the worst. <laughs> and I have noticed with, um, depending on what you eat or drink, that it will make a difference too. So, if it's a lot of sugar, that sugar starts burning and activating several hours after you eat it. So then it's like, oh, your body's like, oh, hey, all those nerd clusters that you ate six hours ago, <laughs> we're back. You know? I love nerd clusters. They're so yeah. good. It's like a rope, but you don't have to gnaw the thing off with the pieces going flying. You just put it yeah. all in your mouth. You know what I'm into, and we're not even sponsored by these guys, believe it or not, this week. I'm into these uh, bouncers, they're called. <laughs> they're <laughs> Basically, if, as if a Twinkie wasn't good enough, they took a Twinkie, they made like a little like section of it, like a button, and they glazed it. And oh, they, okay. uh, Yeah, so it's a glazed Twinkie section, basically. And it's <laughs> diabetes, but it's also bouncers. They call them bouncers. bouncers. And I just Is like... made by like, Little Debbie or uh, one of those? The okay, literally yeah. Twinkies, yeah. So <coughs> no, 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 keep coughing. that's all right, man. You know, that's all right. Bouncers. That's uh, that's uh, another community line, right? Where he says, "I mix hot cocoa powder with." Uh, he says, "I call it my special drink." He says, "You'll have another drink for it. We'll call it diabetes." Diabetes, yeah. Later in life, by its actual. Yeah, later, you'll know it by its true name, diabetes. There you go. Yeah. That's <laughs> Jeff moves in with Abed. Great episode. Um, Classic. Uh, cool, cool, cool. Just so, make a community podcast. Let's just rewatch episodes of Community. I would do that. Honest, are you a True Detective fan? Uh, uh, the first season. Yeah. I want to yeah. do a True Detective podcast. I know it's at this point it's probably old hat, but yeah, I still want to do it. Yeah. That first but, season was so good. I loved it. Right. It's yeah. every year, once a year, I'll I'll rewatch that. Um, I won't. I you know what I won't to bring it back. Rewatch his Cat in the Hat. <laughs> there and, it is. <laughs> uh, last time I saw this, I did see this in the theater, and I reviewed this for my school paper actually. Uh, oh, cool. 
Do you have a copy of that? Oh, man. I don't think I do, but here's the clever thing I did. I made my review a Susian poem. Oh, let's go. Come I, on. I, it, was, it was a bad rhyme, but I remember the first rhyme was something like, I gave the date. I was like, on November something, I went to take a look, which is really bad, of an adaptation of a Dr. Seuss book. And it just, like, went on like that. And it was like, That's but so it was a good. Bad review, and I referenced the adult humor not connecting with kids. Carries a tray of purple cupcakes and tells her, you can make, uh, Sally says, you can make cupcakes out of anything, as they learned from the cupcakeinator earlier. Which they still uh, had to spell wrong for no reason. Like, just start words with the right letters. You're making them up anyway. doesn't matter. Did you laugh at all, at all, when he said, put in a uh, traditional convection oven, like the, the machine... <laughs> The machine goes in the oven. Oh, that was funny. Yeah, that had a little moment. That was like maybe. It's like if you get an air fryer and then at the end of it you still have to cook it. That's just like yeah. 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 Does that happen a lot to you? Because I've I've owned one for like six months and I don't use it very often. (laughs) That happened a lot to me. No. Yeah, I've never had to put my air fryer in the oven, but that seems like it should. I don't know. Okay. That's good. Good. I just Uh, came to another realization. This was in 2003. And Jimmy Fallon was on the cast of SNL in 2003. So that is why he laughs at his own jokes so much, because that is what was funny, as defined by the funniest people in America at the time, right? Do you think, do you think Jimmy Fallon wears man pawns? When he I think ha- he has to. Have you seen those suits? I, he's got some light-colored suits. He would be sweating through them. All that dancing he does? He's yeah. Got to, you know? yeah. He's up there with Charlie D'Amelio and Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> Ventimiglia uh, and those other uh, actors, uh, mm-hmm. Mandy. Wait, Moore. one of them is an actor? <laughs> Zing. Uh, he's up there with uh, Miss Swan. Uh, he looked like a man, as she said, <laughs> flawlessly, is my impression of her. But uh, the end, Conrad, Sally, and Joan jump on the couch that still has the bounce that the cat did when he tuned it up. And it ends with the cat and the things walking away on the street. And they're thinking of going on a vacation to Hawaii. And then we get uh, Tangerine Speedo. Remember that song? I know. Yeah. Without the lyrics, though. (laughs) Of course. Without the chorus. That's right. And can Uh, you tell? Yeah, Caviar. I loved that song, dude. I put that song on a mixtape recently. (laughs) Oh, really? Put that. I bet is it on this? Is Handsome Devil making money on that same mixtape? Because that seems uh, like prime. Like it uh, seems like it would be right. I think it's like Zebraheads, uh, okay. Playmate of the Year, right? And then um, the Avalanches, Frontier Psychiatrist was on there. You know, just everything from the time. It was a moment. For sure, man. Maybe Senses Fail. Uh, like Bike uh, to Break Skin. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. I've seen Census Fail like live. I'm not gonna lie. What a reference! Like, Census oh. Fail. That's so funny. It's still, dude. Still I have go- been very into like re- more recent pop punk lately, mm-hmm. um, which I blame Four Years Strong for because they've been around forever and I've never listened to them. But the song "It Must Really Suck to Be in Four Years Strong" yeah. is such a banger. It yeah. comes on and I'm just like, that's good. Enemy of the world. It gives me yeah. that feeling like the end of Newfound Glory, All Downhill From Here gives you, you know, where he does the, uh-huh. you put? like, it just, like, yeah, all yeah. Of, that whole song is that feeling to me, you know. It's good. I, uh, I, I think Rise or Die Trying, the album just before that, is one of the best, like, pop punk hardcore albums. Yeah. When I worked at Victory Records, you know, this is my little humble brag. In the warehouse. Oh, you worked at Victory Records? I did. For like a, at first, I was a PR intern, and then I worked in the warehouse just packing orders. And it was all day to remember all the time. But sure. we played the shit out of Four Years Strong, Riser Die Trying, just all the time. Uh, but I like Enemy of the World quite a bit. So you're speaking my language, Sam. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how about Set Your Goals? <laughs> that was another one, yeah. Set Your Goals was another one that came up. Right? You know where that song title comes from? No. It, it was a journalist who said it must really suck to be four years strong right now because they were reviewing Set Your Goals' uh, album. Oh, no this, way! They were like, and the first song, like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Like, okay. <laughs> and the song, now to uh, Second Sucks by A Day to Remember, is about four years strong, actually. No so, 
about how Four Years Strong was butthurt that they had to play after uh, or leading up to Day to Remember on a festival bill. Like they yeah, thought they had for him on Warped or something. That's so was funny. The fuck down, dude. Like, <laughs> I like both. I like them both. So yeah, um, good shit. And then the other one um, that came up recently. Well, there's one of them that sounds like Cartel, which I thought was interesting. Right. I don't know if you ever listened to Cartel back in the day or those like militia group. Uh, Rocket Summer Copeland bands like that, but um, they're called We Were Sharks, and that's because yeah, they true. used to be called Sharks, but then they had to change the name, so they're now called We Were Sharks, which is funny. I don't but know. um, I mean, Story So Far is the other one, which I think oh, yeah. uh, they've yeah. been around for a little bit longer, but they're really good too. So I, I finally got to see them at uh at Riot Fest last yeah. uh, September, nice. and then uh, I was standing next to the whole time. There's a dude who's getting like uh, selfies taken and like autographs. I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> he's like this wiry like dude with curly hair. It's like all these chicks are coming up to him. It turns out it's the guitarist for Hot Mulligan. I was standing next to oh, the no whole shit. <laughs> Hot Mulligan. I've heard of them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're the one of my new favorite bands. I okay. highly recommend Hot Mulligan. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. They're like uh, like a more hardcore Wonder Years kind of. Oh, okay. Like, I like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could talk music all night here, baby. Let's just go back to Victory Records 2003-2004 and that sampler I had with Silverstein and Hawthorne Heights that I got with Tell All Your Friends when I bought it. <laughs> that, was, that was like the golden era Bayside, I'm sure. Yeah, it was Bayside. Oh. Oh, dude. Bayside, Bayside is like... I, awesome. They're just louder alkaline trio, and I'm here for it. I love Bayside. <laughs> I love both. Uh, when I started there, it was all day to remember, man. I sure. I helped I helped roll out uh, what separates me from you just by like I helped some with the the posters and stuff, and nice. mostly warehouse work, just getting the CDs for pre-orders out the door. Nice. But I was really proud of that, uh, just being a part of that at the time. But the That's guy. Cool. Tony, if, uh, I can point you to an article from uh, one of the former employees of Victory yeah. that that gives you a pretty good idea of who he was. Like, he there was a hole next to the door of his office. It was like a head shaped hole because apparently when one of the uh, artists jumped ship, I forget which one, he put his own head through the fucking wall. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember working one day. He made our pregnant accountant cry, and then. Like an hour later, he's on the phone with somebody negotiating a deal. I hear outside his office, everybody does. He's like, I made a pregnant accountant cry today. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. This has, of pride now? this has to be off the record, actually. Uh, oh, yeah. Jer, cut, this, cut, this, cut that cut this laugh, out, Jer. please. But uh, he did that, allegedly. Nice, uh, allegedly. I, that's probably my biggest story. I don't have too many. But, uh, yeah, I worked there. It was great. Like, it was great to – I didn't make much, but it was a great experience, definitely. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Just if you're, if you're in a band and on his label, don't leave because they don't put his head through the wall. Was it a Treyu? I bet it was a Treyu, right? When they... <laughs> probably, probably a Treyu. Uh, <laughs> that was the big moneymaker at the time. I Treyu was pretty big, actually. Yeah, uh, they were. And then the like the art hardcore band was between the buried and me. Like those were like mm-hmm. esoteric metalheads, like the hardcore guys. The and math they, rock guys, yeah. yeah. BT Bam. Yeah. Like, do you know BT Bam? Oh yeah, for yeah. sure, dude. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I know. go down these weird tangents from time to time. I mean, I listen to everything, like literally everything that's music. But like pop punk and emo are my my standards. So a lot uh, of the pop punk guys that were then in the post-hardcore screamo bands when I was a senior year in high school and right after, they got into, like, the um, Fall of Troy, like, the more kind of... And, like, it's more chaotic and it's more mathy a little bit. Dillinger Escape Plan to an extent, you know, but, like, BT Bam was the most accessible... Yeah. Like, uh, what's the man... No, the man... Uh, Manchester Orchestra? I know Manchester, but yeah. they're they're more they're even more accessible than that. What's the it's like bear shark bear tooth man tooth bear you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, I I do know who you're talking about. I don't really follow that, but same yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, so like BT Bam is the one that's like they're the, the figurehead, I guess, for that kind of like accessible math rock that's not Dillinger and it's not Dream Theater, right? So oh, I'm so Dream Theater too. I, I, Did you? 
I've uh, John Petrucci, baby. Like, Come he's on, like, are you a guitarist? Then? I, I'm not. I I just uh, my best friend growing up was a is a shredder man, okay. and uh, he got into Fall of Troy, and we were in a yeah. band together. So he'd be like, "Can we do like?" And he'd do like a math riff, yeah. and I'd be like, "Let's keep it simple, you know." Right. But um, I is I saw a G. I can do G. <laughs> yeah, I saw Dream Theater, and I scenes from a memory. Uh, I think is great. I think oh, yeah. that album is, is, is amazing. Uh, so I do I do like a little bit of Dream Theater. Yeah. It's fun, man. Yeah, yeah, Prague every now and then will get me going there. So, And, like, there's this instrumental band that has two bassists. It's just, like, every now and then I'll stumble on something or somebody will talk about something. And I'm like, this is nothing I would have ever found on my own. But neither was, like, Mars Volta or The Paper Chase. And I like them, you know? Like, I never would have, like, thought, like, this is what I'll listen to today. So. Who else is going to get you into that? Like, that's why every day, like, uh, I'm going through my vinyls now. I have, like, maybe less, a little less than 100. And, like, nice. it's very uh, surprisingly eclectic. I got Doors. I got Hendrix. But I also have, like, NFG. And I've got Blink. And I've got Green Day. Yes. And I've got Trio. But I also have, like, uh, maybe The Police. Like, sure. it's... So every day I take two and I profile them and I tell, talk about what I love about the bands I love about the albums and I'm just doing that in my stories every day. But I just did nice. uh, four years strong uh, brain pain. Uh, oh, nice! Yeah, uh, that's not as good as like their previous. That the one that has three. "Get Out of My Head" on it. Yeah, but uh, Get out of my head. it's good. It's some. It's got Love some it. bangers. Um, it's kind of their I mean every band kind of has that one that sounds a little where they start experimenting with chord progressions and sounding a little more um, I don't know like switch foot rock and roll as opposed to straight up pop punk right like yellow card kind of did it on lights and sounds or whatever where it's like let it bring you and and like hit that Foo Fighters note as opposed to sliding down to like a traditional third or fifth or whatever so it's good I know I know exactly I don't well I'm not I'm not are you a te- like a technical musician? Are you are you like a technical guy? Not proficient. I I know how to play the guitar and I like playing the guitar, but I'm not like a I'm gonna do sweet picking and and yeah chord progressions and stuff like yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I get what you mean, like especially with yeah. lights and sound. That was like a that kind of kicked open a door a bit for mm-hmm. them. Um, they needed yeah, one, especially after back. Ocean Avenue was like whew, Ocean Avenue was so good, man. I just. Yeah. Uh, I just ranked all the Weezers. Are you a oh, Weezer? Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't think I've heard all the Weezers. I know a lot of Weezer, but I know they also did, like, multiple albums a year, a couple of years. It's like, what are we doing? Some, some recent ones are fucking good. Uh, yeah. Van Weezer, I would recommend. The White Album. Okay. Did you hear the White Album? That's the one that has uh, Summer Related Drunk Story, right? Uh, no, that, I believe, is Pacific Daydream. Um, uh, that one came before or after. Pacific Daydream White. is the one with the swing set on it, right? Yep, yep. So that's the one yep. that has the. Uh, oh man, I really thought that was the White Album, Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe. 2016, I California Kids, Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory. It's on. Okay, there. okay, sorry, sorry. Right before L.A. Girls, I thought I was confused, so I have heard it. Yes, sorry. but I mean. I, Blue was my, like, green was my high school, and then blue was 10 years before it, so I had to, like, re- blue was on the radio, but I had to go back and get, like, delve into it, you know, because Islands in the Sun and, uh, I almost said Islands in the Stream, Island in the Sun and, and uh, Holiday, or, no, what's the other one off of the, Hashpipe were on the radio, and I was like, what is this going on here, so, mm. but yeah, from then on, I mean, because then there was weird ones, like, uh, Ratitude, with like Sarah Bareilles, yeah. like what are we doing? I mean, they yeah. really leaned into the pop of the power pop there, so very fun. I though. think they 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 kind of got back on track a little bit. They, their last four EPs, the season ones, are mm-hmm. fine, but I would say uh, White is great. Everything will be all right in the end is excellent. Okay, one is produced by Rick Ocasek, who did Blue and Green, so like you get no that. Way. Now, I'm sorry. I feel like I'm talking way too much now about all this shit. We're uh, catching up. This won't. This won't make the episode, right? This will be in the post roll. I'm thinking. I'm thinking not unless people are really into this, and they. You know, <laughs> but uh, probably. Last not. thing to say about Cat in the Hat, though. Speaking of post yes. roll, the post credits scene. Did you see this? After the end of the credits, mm-hmm. it pans to the Cat in the Hat world. I'm making this up. There is no post credits. Oh, okay. I was like, no. I- I'm like, what do we got, man? Because I didn't watch Stay for the no. post credits. 
it pans to the cat in the hat world. And then he's standing there with the kid's dad, who is not dead. Conrad and Sally's father. I, yeah. Who <laughs> is not. He's just missing. He can't get back from the portal. And that's what the cat in the hat comes back was going to be. The cat yep. in the hat comes back with dad. He was going to be super, back. Super but dark. But he sent the cat in the hat to entertain his children because as a surrogate because he couldn't do it himself. So That's, really the most heart of the movie was not even in the core of the movie. So the next one was supposed to be like an onward type movie where the you know, bottom half of the dad's body is it comes back <laughs> only. And it's like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, oh my like, gosh. as a me. brother, how did you, how did you take onward when you first watched it as a brother, yeah. uh, as someone who has a brother, uh, you know, same as I took it as just an audience member. Like this movie's fine. It's just fine. I, I loved it, man. It connected with me. I have a bunch of brothers, though, so it connected with me on, like, a brotherly love kind of level. So. Oh, that's, that's good. Yeah. I have no love for my brother. I'm just Well, kidding. I know that. Yeah. You just... Oh, no. yeah. Jer, Jer, I hope I hope your night turned out better. And uh, we, had a lot, we had a lot of fun, despite you not being on. Wish you were on. It's okay. So I'll second you. that. I'll second that. Let's sign off on that. We'll talk more about um, pop punk than we would have if Jared was here. He would have yeah, shut. He would have left, and we would have been talking anyway. But yeah. Like guys, I gotta go. I got I got shit to do, guys. I don't care about this. I'm leaving. <laughs> well, Weird Alice is language. If you ever want to talk Weird okay. Alice for hours, he's. What do you think about the Ratcliffe movie? Uh, I thought it was okay. Jared was really into it um i'm like as someone who's seen him five times is like a pretty big fan like i get it like like yeah. where do you take the the biopic after walk hard right right like what do you do with it after that sure and so that's what they do with it and i'm yeah. like okay that's fine it yeah what, it kind it? of had the same kind of vibe to me as kind of like this movie honestly where it was just a series of sketches but there was a through line in that it was the life of al but it was just like, and then what if Al banged Madonna? And they just like, whatever came into their mind, they just put it all in a stream, which was fun because it's Weird Al. And that's the way they should yeah. do it anyway. It wasn't as funny to me as the uh, video that came with, I want to say, running, for, running with Scissors. If you put it in your computer, it would play a little video. Yes. I vaguely remember that. The, the and he was like, I requested a lump of tofu in the shape of Pat Sajak's head. This is clearly Alex Trebek. <laughs> it was just like, it was Good very thoughts. funny. It was like UHF, but like updated and only like eight minutes long. And he gets to the end and the kid goes, you're not Barney. And I was like, I love this guy. Oh yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've probably seen an iteration or somewhere of that yeah. behind the scenes doc. Good shit, man. Uh, <laughs> weird. Al. Total, like that's a guy who I don't think will ever get me tooed. Uh, like, because there's nothing on him. Like, you would hope not, yeah. yeah. Like, he would be the last dude to ever get me tooed, I think. Like, Who do you think like, the next one's going to be? I've got, oh, I've got my ideas. You, honestly, like, off the record, you can you can easily take this off the record. I, maybe he's too protected, but, it like, you know why Tom Hanks left the country, right? I've heard rumors, but I don't know yeah. that it's actually true. That, exactly. That's, I should say, yeah. the rumors of yeah. why he left the country. And that's oh, yeah. that's fucking shady so yeah uh maybe him but like sure. after if he dies like in the like somehow like in the next like 15 he's like years 60, though he seems to be in good yeah. shape but yeah yeah like a, like a heart attack or like something <laughs> but who, who do you got honestly I, i'm curious i want to know well think? i mean rumors aside i'm just thinking about guys who have had the potential to be not great over several years and kind of documented uh bad at women uh yeah. I'm Ben Folds. I would put ben oh Folds yeah, at the top of that I know, dude. I don't know if I he know. already has been, but he seems like he should be. I know. I heard some things. Unfortunately, I've seen him live too with Kate. Uh, oh no way! Last concert I saw with my father. Did they, they do Fred Jones Part Two? I don't. Is that a Kate? Is that a Ben Folds song? It's a Ben. It's a Ben Folds Five song that the guy from Cake sings on. It's the Fred sits alone oh. at his desk in the dark. They did not sing together, so I don't think okay. they did that one. But that's one of my favorites. It's an opportunity, like if they did. I know, right? If you're on tour with them, sing the song. <laughs> I was there for Cake, so like oh, I. Sure, yeah. Yeah, and I'm seeing them again in September, um, so that'll be good. I but, bought a ticket to see the band 
I bought a ticket and I'll stand <laughs> in line. <laughs> right. me describing your cake buying opportunity. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> That's I stand great. six feet from the stage. Overpriced water bottles. <laughs> I, just, I don't know, man. But you like, did you know he like is trying to sell me a tree every goddamn show? Like they. <laughs> Like they'd spend like twenty minutes a show trying to get you to buy a tree now. Like what? Yeah, like somebody buy this tree and plant it. We're trying to do an initiative here. Um so silly. should be fun. But yeah, Ben Folds and then Jared Leto. I like Jared oh, Leto. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And then fucking Noah Segan. It's just the, <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh he's no, sweetheart. Yeah. He strikes noi, me as noi, noi. guy. Um, so th- that's it, really, for Cat in the Hat. I think that's, that's I think it. We covered it head to toe. Would you agree, Sam? I'd say we covered it head to tail. Ah, eh? uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's on that note. We're gonna wrap it up. Uh, this has been another episode of Ninety Under Ninety. Check us out on Thursdays on your feed. Uh, we're here for another five months, and uh, hey, go on our go on Patreon. Check out our Patreon. It's a dollar a month. We do uh, movies that we love that are over ninety minutes. We just did um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. That's right, I love mm. Temple of Doom. And then Holy we're <laughs> despite all the racist bullshit. It's Dr. Uh, Jones to you, lady. <laughs> hey, lady, you call him Dr. Jones. Honestly, Sam, they they just released the new Indiana Jones. How cool would it be if if and they've already set up the everything everywhere all at once. Let's go. And ask, what if he just emerges from the shadow and and he says, "You call him Dr. Jones," and then he just beats the shit out of a bunch of people. They could have done that, but they didn't. That's oh, it's I just mean, anyway. Did you already watch the new one? No, but I know for a fact they don't do anything. Don't tell me, because now I want to just, like, anticipate that, even if it doesn't happen. Well, I want to temper your expectations, because there is no short round. There is a short round, I think, in this movie, uh, as far as I know. Yeah, sorry. He's tall round now, tall, tall, thin. (laughs) That's what... (laughs) changed his name. That's why you didn't see him in the credits. They changed his name. Anything about tall round, uh, but... Yeah, check it out. We're doing uh, – what are we doing for the next 90? It's Jer's pick. I think we're doing uh, – Blow. We're doing Blow again. No, I forget. Blow. Just uh, You'll have to check it out in uh, in August, though, or uh, in July. But uh, th- until next time, I'm Dan Eden. And I'm Sam Carr. That's a wrap. We did it. Yeah! What do you mean you're out of chocolate? How can that be?